Awesome, man. Happy to be with you guys. Mike with Rags versus Transition. It's got a question for you. In your adult life, have you ever looked in the mirror and thought, wow, I thought I'd be farther ahead by now? If you have, then today's probably a really good lesson for you to take and to listen to. Um, <clears throat> what you're going to do is, like on this particular lesson that's going to jump into on this One Funnel Away Challenge, okay, you're going to step into this greatest showman. And what that's what they call it, the greatest showman. And part of the reason I ask that question is, like in your adult life, um, have you ever looked in the mirror and thought, wow, I thought I'd be farther ahead by now? Like I take and I ask that question because um, like I've, I've kind of run into that exact same thing. I, I remember sitting there at work at Raytheon and I had this little sheet of paper and I took and I would take and I would I'd pin it to the board. And I, I actually kept that on my board for years and it was actually my exit date. This is the day that I'm going to take and leave Raytheon Missile Systems because I'm going to go out and I'm going to be making enough money and I'm going to do this all on my own and whatnot. And I remember just thinking every day I'd walk up the anthill and I call the anthill walking into work. And I remember walking up this anthill and I was like, ah, oh, like I knew that thing was pinned to the board. I knew that I had this vision, this dream of where I was going to take and go. And, and, but every day I took and I ascended the hill like an ant. And it was just frustrating walking there and knowing that I was not actually stepping into my dream. I wasn't accomplishing it. And it, would, it just it kind of drove me nuts. And maybe you're in the same, same position. Like when I worked at Corporate America, um, I would get 3 to 5% uh, annual pay increases. And, so, and, and I feel like I was very fortunate. I, I know that a lot of my friends and people I would associate with they would take and they would go to work and they would get not 3%. They'd probably even get less than that uh, as far as a pay increase. And so I was very fortunate in, in getting that increase that I did. But what it was is it, it frustrated me because I knew, I knew that, that, that that method, that strategy would never, ever create this financial freedom. And it just, it always, it's kind of strange because when I sat in my cubicle, maybe I was just slightly weird. Actually, I will, I'll admit I probably was. Like everybody had pictures of motorcycles or pictures of dogs or pictures of this or that hanging all over their cubicle. And me, I had quotes from people. Like I, I love to study and, to, and I'm, I've been constantly in pursuit of ways to, to figure out my exit strategy. And, and I had all of these plaques and these quotes hung all around my office. I must have had 40... 30, 40 plaques hanging up with all the different quotes that I had. And my office was like the, the weirdest one out of all of them. And, but that's cause I want, I, I looked at it and I'm like, I've got to find an exit strategy. And so like one of the things that I start working on is I'm like, all right, I'm going to invest in, in stocks. And what I realized about when I started doing in, investing in stocks is there's not a lot of players in the stock market that do really, really well. Um, they, you'll end up having to create a hedge fund. You'll end up having to manage a bunch of money, which isn't a terrible thing. Um, but what I noticed is, is that it's very difficult to, to do really well in the stock market and live off of just those dividends. Like Warren Buffett, for example, in his will, like his assets and his money, he is not having his heirs invested, um, so to speak, like he did. 
because he already knows that the odds are massively stacked against them. So what it, what it requires is that the money's be invested in index funds, which basically is like the S&P 500. Um, reason being is that thing took out, it's got volatility, but it took out like massive amount of risk um, from investing in the stock market. And so like I am totally on board with investing like that, but I'm just saying that there's the percentage of folks that can do that. It's not huge. Um, next thing I did is real estate and um, real estate really worked well, but it's still a little bit capital intense and you've got to, you've got to find yourself positioned well where you can kind of step into this opportunity and buy stuff off court steps. Um, you've got to be able to find situations where you can do it, step in, do some sort of rehab, some sort of turnaround, some, something that will allow the property to change so that you can take and extract this value. And, and I believe in real estate that there's a tremendous opportunity, but I think it's going to be, it'll be a slow boat to China if you can't concentrate on solving that problem and, and you're only doing this kind of on the side. Um, I don't know. I see guys claiming that they can flip stuff on the side, do it really efficiently, and I just struggled with it. Like, I noticed that when I wanted to successfully flip it, I really needed to be down on the court steps so that I can get the bargain deals. I needed to figure out how to structure the right partnerships. And I'm not saying that it can't be done, I just know that it was, it was, it was a little challenging. But what it did is it kind of landlocked me into specific places, which is part of this rags the riches transition is trying to figure out how to take us from where we are to where we want to be. And so hence my question is, is like right now, right here, where you stand in this very second, are you where you thought you would be? And, and if the answer is no, then you're probably like most of us. But since we're not going to put up with that, we're just going to figure out how to escape. Okay. And so part of this way to escape is, what you're really discovering in this one funnel away because the one funnel away this I have I have observed I've watched I've seen enough testimony I've seen enough people step into this to know that people that are not really that talented actually still can make a tremendous amount of money and I've I've been I've been a little bit surprised because this this internet stuff a lot of this stuff has taken what used to be very difficult and it's leveling the playing field so that smaller players can step into it and create these tremendous companies. And so, that's, I mean, it's one of the things that's got me jazzed about doing this. In fact, um, I will take, as, as we go through this today, today I launched uh, another funnel. Um, I will take and I'll show you. This is, I, I've already had a previous funnel I talked to you about. Um, I, today I've launched my One Funnel Away Challenge that we created for that. Um, we were a little bit slower building ours than what I would have wanted to be. Um, and it has a lot to do with trying to assemble all the parts and pieces to it because we, maybe you could say we overcomplicated it and very good chance we did, but our product offering is, um, I guess we'll go through this a little bit. What, what, what I've done is I've been listening to the tribe discovering what it is that they wanted so then I could then fashion a product that they would be interested in buying. And so we'll talk about that a little bit today because all of that comes into play and is a very, very important piece of the subject. Now, before we jump into this too deep, 
the reason like Russell Brunson is going to talk about this greatest showman because what he's really diving into is he's trying to teach you how to create an offer. Now this piece of the equation is actually not just kind of important. It's critically important. Remember that there's, there's three things that if your funnel does not convert, like if, if you can't get anybody to buy something from you, there's three things that are happening. And one of these three things suck. Either the hook is no good. What I, what I mean by the hook is, if somebody is scrolling through your page, no, actually like a Facebook ad or some sort of ad, if, if what you present in front of them does not make them pause, your hook sucks, okay? They, like they have to, you have got to get people to stop and to give you some attention. And if they're not giving you attention, your hook sucks. So back to the drawing board. That's why, that, number one, that's why you're not converting. Number two is if the story in there is not compelling so that you want to buy, then, then it sucks. And so, like, you can go with you, uh, there's a guy like Fit to Fat to Fit, and uh, Drew, can't remember his last name, but anyway, you can do a Facebook on him. You can see this guy's Fit to Fat to Fit. He was like a, a, a personal a fitness trainer. He was a he was a fit guy, right? And like it seemed like it was he was it was a little bit hard to connect to some of his clients that were pretty overweight because he had never been fat. And so what he did is he literally put on like 50, 60 pounds. It was like stupid, crazy, right? And then after he got nice and big, then he went back to fit. So fit to fat to fit. Well, that turns out that that is a tremendous hook. And when he figured out that that hook, um, fit to fat to fit, then he could go into and start telling his story. He then created a good business, even if um, even if his offer wasn't solid. Some of these other things can overcompensate for it. Okay, when when I started when I started down this journey, okay, I bought these books. So dot com secrets expert, expert secrets. Here's a mistake that I made. This is a big mistake that I made. I stepped into it and it, it hurt me and you're not gonna wanna do this, okay? So in dot-com secrets, it's gonna teach me about the, the need to create what they call an offer. And you've gotta take and put things into perspective what an offer is, okay? It's, it, he talks about creating this irresistible offer. And like when I think of you go to amazon.com, that is, those are just commodities. Like, like a bunch of people can say, sell or sell the exact same thing. And then it's a race to the bottom, cheaper, 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 all the way down to the bottom. And, and then there's no margin. And so it's, it's a very dangerous game, but what it is, what we're trying to do is to make what we're selling escape the, the, the feature of being a, uh, a commodity, which means that in essence, you make it unique because you took and you took this, this neat thing and this neat thing and this neat thing and this neat thing. And you took like three, five, 10, six, I don't know how many ever things that you can take and put together in this package. And so now nobody on the planet has this package. And then you take this package and then you, you present it to the client and you make a sell. And this is in essence what we would call an offer. And this actually becomes very valuable because it becomes then, in that case, very difficult to price. And it, it steps into, um, it just provides more value and it's hard for them to go price it. And so one of the things that I read when I read this dot-com secrets 
is to create this irresistible offer. And so I did. We sat down, my wife and I sat down, we said, all right, what are these vegans, raw vegans gonna want? At the time, we were concentrating largely on just raw vegan. What are these raw vegan, what do these women want? What do they want? We started, we got out the whiteboards, start mapping it out, up, 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 stuck it all the way down there. All right, yeah, this would be perfect, all this, put this here, put this there. Before long, we had this, what we thought was an irresistible offer. It was awesome. We spent a lot of time. We built this thing. We did all kinds of crazy stuff. And, and then when we got it all done, then we put it out there and nobody cared. It was, it was like, it was, it didn't, it didn't do nothing. Okay. It kind of sucked. And because it sucked, we didn't make any conversions because three things come into it. First, my hook sucked. Second thing I discovered is my story sucked. Third thing I discovered is my offer wasn't bad, but it was so it was so poorly packaged that in the end that sucked. Okay, and and it was a huge mistake that I made. Okay, now Dotcom Secrets says create this irresistible offer, and what's kind of funny is is these books are a little bit interesting because this one says. This one says, it talks about what we would call a red ocean, okay? The dot-com secrets talks about like red ocean. It's ironic because this book is red, which means um, like there, there's, there's like it refers to things in red oceans. It goes back to a book. I can't remember who wrote the book, but he said that like in the ocean, like when, when they find a really good school of fish or something like that, all the sharks show up and start chomping. Next thing, the water turns into blood. And now there's all these sharks fighting over this, this pool of fish. And so then that becomes a red ocean. In our markets and our businesses are like that. So if I step into, say, just a, a, a vegan market, okay, lots of sharks in there. People have been feeding for a long time. The problem is, is the water becomes very bloody. And, and so when I think about my offers, if I, take my, if I go take the exact same offer that somebody else in the ocean has, and then I throw my offer out there, I have got to be totally aware that I'm stepping into bloody water and somebody else already claimed that turf and it's going to be very difficult to break through, okay? That's what this talks about. Expert secret says, go find this new blue ocean, this ocean where, where there's no sharks feeding and you'd be the only shark there and life is going to be awesome and so no blood in the water, right? And, and it's kind of ironic because the book is blue. And this thing, this thing right here gets kind of confusing because if I step into this blue ocean, I am in then, in that case, stepping into something that you would perceive as very risky because I just created this crazy new thing that's super awesome and nobody buys it because the infrastructure is not designed to handle it. Now, give me, a, I'll give you an example. There, not too, there was a few years ago, Apple came up with this thing kind of like a Newton I think it was like kind of like an iPod or something. It was it was like this thing that was really cool. But the thing is, is it's so new and so cool that it actually never it never even seen the daylight. And then years later, some you know think something similar like the iPod came out and and the market was ready for it. And like there are cool products that are kind of before their time, but the infrastructure is not in place to be able to support the existence of that product. Therefore, the product could actually not come to market and so what i told you is something that's a little bit confusing in the sense that you're like well don't make don't make a red ocean product 
don't make a blue ocean product. The thing is, is that you come in here and you combine these things, okay? When I say combine them is, is you have elements of a red ocean, which people are already comfortable buying, but you change the landscape by introducing some new stuff into your offer that people have not really familiar with seeing, but they would want. Therefore, it's safe for them to buy the red ocean product and they get the benefit of your blue ocean opportunity because they're wrapped together, okay? It's, it's kind of an interesting concept, but once you see this, you're gonna understand it and then you're not gonna make the same big old colossal stupid butt mistake I did and waste a bunch of time. Like I'm telling you, if you, if you bypass this little section right here, you're gonna you're gonna spin in circles and you're gonna feel like a moron because you could have known not to do it. Like I'm just saying because I did it. In fact, it's probably more on me than what it is on you. But I I kind of went through the school of hard knocks trying to figure this thing out. Okay, so when we start digging into these offers, okay, the thing that you're gonna the thing that I did and the thing that that would make a whole lot of sense is go to something like ClickBank. And then let's go in there and let's find like the product that's in our niche, okay? And let's go find the ones that are more popular, ones that we know that have to be converting because ClickBank is awesome and they tell us which ones are converting. Now that I know which ones are converting, I want to, I want to look at their offers. I wanna start figuring out what is it that this Red Ocean created that converts? And I want to see it. And I want to see the product images. I want to see how they mapped it out. I want to see, I want to see the layout of this thing. Okay. Because I want to know what converts. And once I understand what, what they've created that converts, then I can step into this thing and start fashioning for myself a blue ocean, which will allow me to step a couple inches away from the, so to speak, red ocean. And I can fashion an offer that could then become attractive where nobody really can compete with me on. And as soon as I know that, then I've got something that's worthwhile, okay? One of the things that you're gonna discover when you're trying to fashion these offers is there's, uh, you can take, so I've got this piece of paper right here, okay? This right here could easily be like a PDF. And so PDF, is a very, very cheap product to deliver. In fact, as you listen to Russell Brunson, he's gonna start breaking these things down. He'll, he'll break, he'll break uh, like your products, he's gonna take and break your products down into basically four buckets. Um, so what he'll do is, let me give you an example, he'll, he'll break your content down into, it's like, like the upper left-hand quadrant, it's gonna be the written word. So some sort of written word text, something, but whatever it is, it's a written word. Okay, the bottom left quadrant is gonna be some sort of physical product. Now, this could be the actual book, which is written word, but it's a physical product, okay? And when I'm thinking of written word up in the upper left-hand quadrant, I'm thinking of uh, digital type products that can be delivered in a written word format, okay? Physical products, lower, lower left-hand quadrant. The upper right-hand quadrant, some sort of audio, some sort of spoken word. And then down in the lower right-hand quadrant, we're gonna have things that would be like other stuff. Like example of things that would fit in other stuff is um, one, of the, one of the ladies that's in my market, um, Pooley Rock Christina, she likes to do um, retreats. And so you can go to 
to Bali or whatever, and she'll do these retreats. That would totally fit in the word because it's not a it's not an audio, it's not a video, it's not some sort of written word, and it's not some sort of physical product or whatnot. So when you when you when you sit down and you start finding like these other companies, you're gonna start offer hacking. What you want to do is you're gonna to want to take a look at their offer and you're gonna to want to start figuring out well, what's the written word content of it? You're gonna say, what's the physical content of it? You're gonna start looking, what's the audio content content of it? What's the other stuff? And part of the reason you want to be able to pull this stuff apart is that one of the things or one of the, the secrets I'm discovering in this space is like a physical product actually will cost you legit money to deliver that product. But if I can figure out how to create um, high perceived value out of digital products that are very easy to deliver and very, and very, very inexpensive or even free to deliver, I can then increase the value of my stuff tremendously. For example, like when I went through the one funnel away challenge, it's too bad. I don't have my books here. Okay. They sent me, they sent me a, a package that included a book, uh, completed like a workbook. It included an MP3 player with all kinds of digital um, recordings and stuff on it. So it included all the stuff that's really cool, okay? But the biggest value, the largest value that came out of this is Russell Brunson. He sat down and he pre-recorded videos to do trainings to teach you how to build and assemble funnels. And he puts that on a site and then he can deliver it over and over and over and it doesn't cost a dime. See the value? He can deliver it over and over again, doesn't cost a dime. He can then put a PDF document that's super valuable that will help you understand a lot of stuff. He can put that out there and that could be tremendous value, but it doesn't cost him a dime. He can deliver it via an email or in his membership site. Um, you can think of like, like YouTube. YouTube is nothing but a digital content that has tremendous value. Okay. You can think of, I mean, like a blog, it could have tremendous value inside that you there's, there's gurus out there that are selling these trainings and these courses for thousands of dollars that are insane. In fact, I bought a bunch of the stuff from Russell, which has helped me out tremendously. And I would say, I would say out of physical products that I've bought from Russell, I've, I've bought Two.com secrets, two expert secret books, um, the One Funnel Away Challenge. I've got two of their books. Um, I got an MP3 player and I've got a few other things. And so if you roll it all up to see how much I've gotten physical products that he shipped me, um, I'm probably sitting around $150 to $200, but I've given him thousands. And all the difference is this digital content. And so that's one of the things that we're going to start paying attention to in our challenges is what, what content can we deliver? But then we're going to start, we're going to start doing shortcuts, hacking our way into making this faster and simpler and deliver more value by finding digital products that we can deliver. And so that's a crazy shortcut. Like once you, once you understand, you wrap your mind around it, you, you can then appreciate how much value you can create for a client 
and without actually incurring significant costs to deliver that content. Now, one of the things that you're going to see that Russell will talk about in here is very weird is because you've got, um, there, there's, there's different things like in, in, in values and prices. Okay. There is, there is what you could call a perceived value. Okay. A perceived values like this, this thing would do X for me. And I perceive that its value is, you know, it's usually probably higher. Okay. But then there's the actual price that you pay for it. So I could, let's just say, for example, I wanted, I went and bought a car and actually I see this all the time. This is a good, this is a great example. Okay. A car may have a blue book value of say 10,000 bucks. And so it's got, I mean, it's, it's, it does, it's a perceived value and it's probably a value that you could extract from this car. But these guys go to auctions and they pick these things off for say 5,000 bucks. Um, I'm not even know. Well, that was his price. All right. I'm not liking my analogy very much, but let's just, let's just go with it. Okay. There is the perceived, okay. Perceived value. This is a, it's a, it, the price of this thing, I'll sell it to you for 10 grand, but you're really happy about it because it's got this and this and this and these extra features. So it's really worth 15 grand or 12 grand or something like that. So there's a perceived value, which you, which you would put a value on the car, but the prices you're going to pay for it is you're going to be willing to part with 10 grand. Okay. But he bought it at the auction. The, this other guy bought it at the auction for five grand. So cost was five grand. He sold it to us for 10 grand, but we believe that the car, because it had sunroof, moonroof, it was loaded. Like it had a lot of extras in there, which means that that car was worth 12 grand. And so we're happy. Therein lies the difference. And a lot of products have a difference. If I take and I get this digital products, like a lot of Russell's stuff that he took and he sold me, okay, his cost to deliver that stuff to me now that the video's already created is zero, okay? The price that he's going to cut this thing off and sell it to me at, maybe it's a $37, maybe it's a $900, maybe it's a $1,000 is what he's going to sell it to me at, okay? But I may have a perceived value that that thing is worth two times, three times. What Russell will focus on is creating offers that are worth a perceived value that are 10 times what you're actually going to slide in and sell this product to this client for. You know, just for fun, let's, uh, let me take and turn my, I'm going to share my screen and I will show you uh, an example of kind of what I mean. Um, I've got, so you're now looking inside one of my funnels that I just took and I created and launched today, okay? So we're gonna go in here and we're gonna look at, we're gonna look at this particular page, okay? What you're gonna see on here is this is Vegan Boss Lady, and it says, all right, so I'm gonna show you what you're gonna get. You're gonna get the vegan diet, the basics. If you went and bought, if you were to go out and buy a book on the Sales Vegan Diet, the basics, you know, 27 bucks, probably is, probably is reasonable. Um, this one right here, the meal plan, recipes, and grocery list. This is, if I go to other vegans' web, it seems like everybody in the vegan market loves recipes, 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 recipe books. You're going to see that all over the place. It's like their favorite thing to sell. 
this has got 87 recipes in it. It's got your meal plans to show you how to do it. It's got your, your grocery list. Like this is a very comprehensive plan. People are selling this stuff in the marketplace for right around 97 bucks. So I've got this price that 97 bucks. And people are paying that much money literally for that. Um, like you can go buy a book on how to, the next one, Nana says it's this uh, smashing or create, I think I meant to say craving smasher, but I wrote smashing cravings. But anyway, um, that's a $17 value. Uh, this nutrients, minerals and stuff, $27 value. If you went and bought like this juicing one, like we'll focus on that for just this juicing one, there's a guy that will go out there and literally teach you how to do juicing for a thousand dollars an hour. And if you were to go out and try to buy a guide on how learning how to juice, you would easily spend 47 bucks an hour. Like the next one down is intermittent fasting. People are actually paying like that kind of money, 47 bucks to get, to get trained and learn how to do intermittent fasting. Um, couple like some of these blending ones down here, like actually this one right here, vegan pregnancy. People are selling, like I went to a website. Um, one of one of the one of the ladies I follow, Natalie Hodson, super cool lady. Um, my wife bought a bunch of her products, and like she has she has uh, a pregnancy. She created a pregnancy thing for her market. Like what I discovered with my market is they, they've been asking us to figure out how to get pregnancy stuff in it. Okay. Natalie's price on her, her bare minimum is 37 bucks and it goes all the way up to like a hundred, about a hundred bucks. And so we priced ours at the bottom, but at 47 bucks. But see, if I take all this stuff and I sum it all up, it comes out to like 360 bucks. 360 bucks if I was to sell these things off piece by piece. I mean, just the meal plan and the recipe books, I can show you website after website after website where they're selling that very thing for about 100 bucks. You can get this entire package. This is a 28-day challenge for 37 bucks. This is what Russell's referring to as, as creating 10 times the value of what you end up taking and turning around and selling it for. But to me, this is worth it because um, this right here is worth it to me because what it's doing is it's creating, um, the cost for me to deliver this is like zero. And hence at zero, I'm totally fine taking and delivering this product. And so that's kind of where it comes down. Now, if you come down here and look at my order bump, this is a $37 order bump and you can see I offered them, I tallied this up at 684 bucks. Like people literally paid us um, basically a hundred bucks a coaching session to be able to get this product. There's one, two, three, four products in here that people paid 99 bucks for. This is, well, they didn't pay quite, well, they didn't pay quite that. But needless to say, that's like $400 worth of coaching that people paid for. But then look at all these other products I put behind it. So in the end, it's got like a $684 value that they can get for 37 bucks. Like this is one of the things, this is one of the hacks or the tricks that Russell will take and he'll do to create a shortcut for us to sell something of very high value at very nominal prices.
which creates the space for us to be able to step in to create what he would table or he, he calls an irresistible offer. Okay. And so like, that's one of the things that I, I just kind of discovered is just hacks, little shortcuts that you can do to, to make your stuff irresistible. They like, if you think in, if you, if your product is like a physical product, don't, don't think that what we're talking about here doesn't apply to you because that would be a mistake. Okay. Another one of the, I believe her name is Allison Prince. Okay. She, she does all kinds of, it's kind of a, she was, sounds like in the beginning, she was a relatively shy lady. Okay. And, and, and she, she wanted to sell a bunch of physical products and goods and services and stuff. And what she was talking about is one of the ways that she broke the chains of, of dealing like with an Amazon type experience is like on Amazon or she, what she would do is she would like say if there's a cupcake stand, she says like there's 10,000 people selling cup, cupcake stands. Well, what she did is because she wanted to create differentiation, she created a cupcake stand, okay? But then she took and she put together a PDF document and then explains to the individual how to go ahead and, and make cupcakes or a recipe book. Maybe it was a recipe book. She, but she took and she created some sort of PDF thing that complemented the cupcake stand. So now that you got the cupcake stand, here are the 20 best cupcake recipes that I've been able to find. Um, what you're going to see is it's going to do this, it's going to do this, it's going to do this, it's going to do this. Like, boom, uh, an ebook recipe book that she can take and deliver with each cupcake stand. But then what she said is, well, since you're interested in cupcake stand, and since it's like literally no cost to me, it's very, very cheap. Um, she will say, she will slide in, all right, here's your first uh, set of like the little thin cupcake holders. Here's your cupcake holders. You can take and use these. And so then she'll slide that into it. She'll slide this into it. So in the end, when somebody else says, here's my cupcake stand, and then she says, here's my cupcake stand with all of this extra things in it, she then can, she can then differentiate herself and separate herself and then create more value. Like maybe somebody would pay, maybe somebody would pay 20 bucks, 30 bucks for a cupcake recipe book, okay? But to her, it's zero cost to deliver. She fulfills it and maybe she sells it for three bucks or five bucks more. But she can then, almost she can sell a cupcake stand more from than the next guy and be profitable because she has she she differentiated her offer. So that's one of the things that you're gonna discover. Now here's one of the things, here's a shortcut that Russell took and explained to us. And this was one of the things that was like as soon as I saw this, I was like like dang. Like seriously, knowing that would have helped me out a lot. Like when I tell you the shortcut, you're going to appreciate the, the problem of it. The very first, this is too important. Like if you're not paying attention, like pay attention. The very first product we had, I read dot-com secrets, create this product, yada, yada. So I did. I sat down, I created this product. And it was difficult because now I'm creating recipe books. I am now creating, like I am creating all kinds of stuff that caused a whole lot of pain and suffering and it literally just, it stepped on the neck of progress. And one of the things that Russell says is you've got to figure out how to create products fast or throw it against the wall and see what sticks and see what sticks and throw it up there, what sticks, throw it up there, what sticks? Because he doesn't want to spend a great deal of time on things that don't produce. And in the beginning, 
when I read this book and it says to create a product, I started working on creating this product, okay? The, the problem I ran into is it like, try to create a recipe book, try to create, try to create a bunch of this content and you can all of a sudden discover that you just, it's like throwing sand in the gears and your, your whole, your whole production, your output just goes. And what Russell took and he did is he opened my mind. And he says, have you ever heard of a PLR? And I'm like, Hmm, what's a PLR? It's a private, uh, uh, label rights. Okay. What it is, is there's these folks out there in the marketplace that have gone out and already created like books, already created all these different contents that they are then willing to sell to you and allow you to put your name on the product. And that's a private label right. I can then take this product, put my name on it, and own it as though I created it. And so he introduced this PLR, and I'm like, wow, all of a sudden, you can go out into the marketplace for five bucks, 10 bucks, 30 bucks, and you can, in essence, buy this particular product. Okay, I don't know how much it cost me to build a recipe book, but I knew it took months, and it was a lot of work, and we bought a lot of food because we had to, we had to go in and test and verify and do all kinds of stuff. Like we would have done the testing and verifying anyways, but it's still, it was like a massive amount of work to figure out how to create this book. You could have just gone out to the to the internet, done a PLR search, found a recipe book, um, bought the dang thing. Then instead of writing it, built, made the recipes yourself in your own kitchen, tested it, tweaked it, made it right. But you didn't have to create the entire book, okay? It would like talk about a shortcut. If you like, that was a that is a nugget. That was like a tremendous nugget. I've heard I've heard some folks say. Like, oh, they try to throw out this really, really good value nugget, right? And it wasn't that valuable. Like that, a PLR was that valuable. It get, it's a hack to get an ebook done. You can get a ghostwriter that can, you can go out to these like Fiverr or Fiverr or Freelancer, these other sites, and you can hire somebody to write a, an article, set of articles or a book or something for you. There's, there's this thing, there's a, is it called a public domain? So in 1923, anything that was prior to 1923 was out in the public domain. So copyright law stepped in after 1923. What does this mean? This means that like Think and Grow Rich written by Napoleon Hill that was written between before 1923 is in the public domain and you can literally get that thing and sell it because it was not protected by copyright law. And this is something that blew my mind. Walt Disney, you got Cinderella and these cute movies and stuff. Walt Disney did not actually create the scripts for that. He animated it. But he took this stuff out of the public domain and then fashioned movies from it. He was in that swimming hole going for those nuggets of gold and then fashioning a really good life. And so public domain is very interesting. So you can go to gutenberg.org. So it's gutenberg.org. And this gets you into this public domain. I think Gutenberg was the guy that did the printing press. So they kind of named it after him. Okay. So you can go there and check it out. 
Okay. Um, one of the things that you could do is you could go to ClickBank and if you, you can find products in there where people, people have created cool products, but not everybody is very good at marketing. And so sometimes their stuff sucks. So you could go to, you could go to ClickBank, scroll to the bottom of things that aren't converting very well, um, reach out to them, buy a license or a copy of their product so that you could then put your packet, you could repackage it and sell it. Now you might think, oh, that's a stupid idea with one exception, okay? There was Napoleon Hill who created Think and Grow Rich and all these really cool ones. Like he he's taken created books that sucked and retitled them and then they killed it. That's kind of the difference, okay? You just just put in just kind of fashion in your mind that a lot of people suck at marketing. Therefore, they may have very good products, but they don't know how to push it. And because they don't know how to push it, voila, no money. Okay. Which means that they could be willing to part with these things at reasonable prices for you. Okay. Um, one of the things that's a slick hack, and Russell's pulled this slick hack on me several times, and it seems to work like a charm is I really like this book like dot-com secrets, but I've listened to the audio version more and he sold me this for like $7 and 95 cents. He, he had me pay for the shipping and, but then he turned around and sold me the audio book for like 37 bucks. You see, he just got, he actually made 37 bucks in profit where this one, he actually lost money. But, so you, you take something that already exists and you can package it in a different way. Like you could take, um, you could take and go out on, on the website, say like a Gutenberg and you can go get think and grow rich. You've got, you could then have the PDF copy of the book for totally free. You'd be dumb, fat and happy. But guess what? I have purchased the audio book of that, of that. And I listened to it. I listen to it because I'm like, I'm busy. I'm a dad. I, I got I travel to and from. I, I use, I use some of the downtime as uptime to be able to listen and learn as I take and I'm driving around in my car and packaging the exact same thing differently can then automatically increase the value. Um, so you could take something that's written and put it into a visual format. So there's lots of these little hacks of just repackaging the package that, something that was already created. Okay. So let's see. Um, spoken word, like lots of value inside here. Like one of the things that you'll see as you go through some of Russell's funnels that he will take and capture interviews with individuals. And then he'll take that because the content's valuable. And then he'll turn around and sell it. Like I took, and I was listening, it wasn't an interview, but he had Dean DeGraciosi at the last Funnel Hacking Live. So I've purchased all the Funnel Hacking Lives, okay? Super valuable. And what happened is, is Russell, you could call it an interview, but he had Dean come to the conference and to speak. And the guy's generated a billion bucks. And he's like, what is the most valuable thing that I could give you? And if you guys actually comment on this, I'll tell you possibly what it is. But he said after... He's like, I have generated a billion dollars in revenue and I have been doing this for a long time, for like 20 something years. And he goes, and he goes, really? I just, I, I have, I have, 
I have thought about, I've tried to figure out what would be like, I didn't take this lightly. The fact that I'm here talking to Russell's tribe and stuff at this phone hacking live, I did not take this lightly. So what I want to do is to give you the most valuable nugget possible that I could give. And, and here's what it is. And then he laid it out and I was like, bam, that was valuable. Snap. Thank you. I appreciate it. And so he took and he dropped this very, very valuable nugget on me. I loved it. And, and so you could call that the equivalent of like an interview. And, and in that, in that case, he could, Russell turned around and sold that thing to me. Okay. Dean was talking, Russell sold it to me. Right on, man. Like valuable. Okay. Um, you can teach some, so obviously as far as like the spoken and audio, you can teach things, you can do all kinds of stuff like that. Physical products. I'm sure you can come up with a bunch. Um, trying to think of some stuff that fit in buckets, like things that could fit in like your other group. Like you might not think of, I mentioned things that would fit in another group, like, like fully rockers things like, Hey, let's go to Tahiti or something. Things that could fit in this other group is. Well, what if I did a Skype call? What if I did a coaching call? What if I created a, a specific Facebook group for people who purchase so that you guys can be in your tribe and you can interact with these folks? And so you got things like that that create tremendous value, okay? So one of the things that you're going to want to be very aware of is you're going to want to figure out how to I, – when, when, I, when I peeled this onion back – so when I did this, this new challenge, let me, let me share my screen again and I will, I'll, I'll take you and I'll show you this, take and show you this challenge to kind of put things into to context just a little bit. Cause I think this will, this will help you a lot. Okay. Um, all right. Where are we? Okay. Share screen. All right. Nice. So you can see me again. Okay. When, when we came in here and we wanted to fashion this particular product this time, Ooh, how'd you like that? Do you see that, that, that drop down? It's a, it's one of my sneak attacks. I was hacking one of these sites. I started looking at it. I'm like, wow, I like that. What it, cause one of, one of the biggest things is, is you want people to come to your site, but you want them to pull out their wallet. Okay. And my, my product, this particular product's a $37 product. But if they leave, I get nothing. And since it costs me nothing to deliver the content that I already created in this sense, because I focused on digital this time, it doesn't hurt me to knock 20 bucks off so that they buy it for 17 bucks. Because as soon as they pull out their credit card and they buy this very first offer from me, you will then see as we will go through my funnel that I will then flip it on them and I will present other offers to them. So like on the previous, when I showed you my page previously, I showed you had that really, really nice order bump for 37 bucks. Well, if they pull out their credit card and gave me 17 bucks, they might take the 37 bucks, which gives me about a $54 cart value. But I then have them in my funnel because the very next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to present to them a $77 offer and whatnot. And so I don't want these people leaving my page without giving me some money. And I will, I will happily cut the price in less than half just to get them to pull out the wallet um, so that I can then make something and then send them to the, through the rest of my funnel. Anyway, super cool hack. And so anyway, right here, 
On this one, it says claim your $20 discount or continue discovering Jocelyn's story. So that's what we'll do, okay? So you're gonna see, you're gonna come down through here, you're gonna see our page and whatnot. You'll see that I put this section in here just for fun. This is to cause user engagement. Like check all the questions where the answer is yes. I want, I want these guys to, I want them to engage with my page and check things. Like I want participation, that's why it's there. All right, so we're gonna stay coming down through here. Um, here's my books. Here's these books right here. Really, really, can you see how nice they look? Made a really, really nice product image. Every one of these is a digital product. Every one of them is. And it was designed specifically that way so that I could, so that my fulfillment cost could be next to zero. And then you can see I put these great product images right here so that you could see all of the different products. And then you come down here, got my bonuses in here. I try to tell the client all the value in here, give them a money back 30 day guarantee. And then I drop on, on them what I what Russell calls is the stack. And I show them, if you went and bought these individually, this is what you would pay, 390 bucks, only for 37 bucks, take it now. And that's a good deal, right? And if you got all of that because you tried to do the exit and you got my exit pop where I presented this to you for 17 bucks, it's like, it's like stupid because I, I could not buy this package for 17 bucks. I couldn't buy it. Like when I went and I started using some PLRs, like even the PLRs I got, it cost me a lot more than that. But when I did the PLRs, I ended up, here, here's, here's something about PLRs. You're going to discover some are good, some are crap. And everyone I bought took massive rework to make it turn out. But I'll tell you what, it was a shortcut to buy a PLR and to take something that was not very good and start fashioning it, packaging it in a manner that it then became good. I still had to create some content because we couldn't find anything that would, that would even, that would scratch or solve that problem. But needless to say, totally digital, totally easy to fulfill, totally gets fulfilled right inside my membership area. Easy peasy, okay? So I wanted to show you that so that you can appreciate like high perceived value, very low cost of delivering this. And so like you can see in here, now one of the things that I, I kind of mentioned in here is what I'm trying to do, and this is one of the things that I tried to do different. This is, remember we talked red ocean, blue ocean. One of the mistakes that I made in the beginning, and this is where you're gonna, there, there's a very good chance you're gonna make a mistake, and I think you might just have to roll with it, okay? The mistake is, is because in our area, and in our minds, we are an expert at this particular product, and because we are an expert, we know what the client wants with one exception, we're wrong. It's, it's just, it's, it's like, it's, it's weird. And I've seen this over and over and over and over enough through different experts who thought they knew what the consumer wanted, who then had to go back and retool their product to, dis, to deliver to the client what the client wanted. And so as, as we've been going along, and as we've been building this business, and I've started building up this email list, I probably have about 800 people on the email list now. We've been asking, we've been looking for ways to engage the tribe. What is it that you would want? And we've, we've been engaging the tribe 
to tell us what it is that gets them excited, what it is that they want to know. Russell, um, I can't remember, I think it's this book right here. He refers to what he calls as an ask campaign where he doesn't, he doesn't ask you to ask your clients lots of things. He says, ask them one thing. Like, what is the most important thing that you want to know about vegan or raw vegan? And let them tell you. Like, the most important thing. And I'm looking for a pattern and trends because I'm trying to discover what it is that they want. Because as soon as they step back and they say, um, God, I sure would like to know how to do um, uh, vegan while being pregnant because I just got pregnant. My avatar is a 35-year-old woman who's got like two or three kids. She's, she's going to get pregnant again probably. There's a very good chance, okay? This is my avatar. And, and she's asked me that question, so voila. Now you see I've got a pregnancy section inside of this 28-day this challenge because I know she's going to have that problem. She just she told me. And, and so this is part of where I've been asking because, like, for us, that wasn't it. I'm selling vegan. I'm not selling pregnancy, right? Well, wrong. She said, what I need to know is this. And I said, okay, got it. Now I've got this thing. Like, one of them that pops up, see this one right here? This is, says, this is for vegan and friends. Like, why would I bring up vegan and friends? Well, it turns out that as you're eating a plant-based diet and you're starting to run around with a bunch of Americans in these social circles, they like to pound meat. Um, and I can appreciate that problem. So then the question is, is they're saying, well, how do I, how do I deal with that kind of a situation? It's like, all right, well, this is how you take and you deal with it. And then I get some of these women that are, they're, they're interested in figuring out how to do weight loss. Um, here it is. We slide in this intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting doesn't mean that you eat less. It means that you eat in a, an eight-hour window. So then you give your body the 16 hours to, to burn the food and rebuild it so that you don't have your body all sucked up into constantly digesting. It's, it's just a strategy to allow people allow the body to focus on this problem and then focus on this problem. And so here it is. Okay? Some of these women, like, Women are, and people are interested in juicing. They're willing to spend, not everybody, the people are, like, there's people that are willing to spend a grand an hour to talk to somebody that knows about juicing. So voila, throws slides right in. This cravings one, um, girls are trying to figure out, like, how do I take and curb my, tra my, my cravings? Like, when, when you eat, like to say, like a standard American diet, you're going to discover that they, they put all of these addictive chemicals and stuff in your food, like MSG. This stuff is designed to make you want to eat more. Like it's when you get a bag of chips and you can't put it down because it's so delicious. Well, they, they, they fashioned it in a way that they don't want you to put it down, right? And because you don't want to put it down, if you looked around, like most Americans are getting obese now because they fashion the food in such a way to get you to consume more. And, and so then they say, well, how do I deal with these cravings? Yeah. Like when you start pulling these chemicals out, I got it. There's going to be withdrawals. And so then the question is, is how do you cope with it? You know what's bizarre? This is what's funny. Is if you get into the vegan, the vegan recipe book, this is one of the things that these are that our tribe is interested in, is they don't want to give up desserts. So then we fashion desserts that are delicious, that 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 are like good for you. Like you have ice cream. Love it. We have an ice cream. 
that nice cream is not bad for you. It's actually good for you. It will rejuvenate your body. When you get done eating this, you will not feel tired, sluggish, or any of this other stuff. It's, it's, it's good for you. It's plant-based stuff. Anyway, as we engage the tribe, we are now honing in on what the tribe is interested in so that when we put this offer in front of them, they're like, yeah, like, I mean, we'll even present it to like, we'll flip it on. I was like, yeah. So this time we took, we talked about pregnancy, how to cope with pregnancy on a diet. We talked about being able to um, know how to deal with social circles and in, in situations, talked about figuring out how to do weight loss. We took and we gave you these, these recipes so you could do like desserts and stuff. Like, anyway, I think you get the idea is, in the end, it, it's it's ideal if you find a way to discover what the clients want, so then you can then fashion a product. Like one of the hacks that Steve will talk about, and it's a hack that is very worthwhile to jump into, is going into finding Facebook groups. Like this right here, this is another nugget that, that's very, very valuable and worth paying attention to. Um, because you don't want to create a stillborn child or a stillborn product, so to speak, is to understand what your avatar wants. And one of the hacks that they do is they would go and find Facebook groups, say a vegan Facebook group, where they're already talking about the thing that you want to sell. But then you pay attention and you understand and you answer questions and you engage with the tribe to discover what it is they want. That's, that's a mistake that I, I made. I could have saved myself massive amount of pain. In this case, I saved, my, I saved myself pain by discovering what my clients want by having them just tell me directly. But it would have saved a massive amount of pain had I stepped into the congregations of these groups of people and then observe the communication. Now, one of the things that I'm probably getting way ahead. I mean, I'm probably overcomplicating this, but like one of the things that um one of the things that you're going to be thinking about is I've got to create traffic, or I've got to create, I've got to get a bunch of people to come to my website. And that's true. But the thing is, is these groups of people that are very interested in these subjects are already congregating everywhere. You just got to find the congregation. Um, like vegans, vegans already have Facebook groups where a bunch of vegans are getting together and they're chit-chatting and they're talking. There's people that are interested in automotive, okay? And they're in these automotive groups and they're chit-chatting and talking. I love health and fitness. I like to body, uh, to body build, weight train, all that stuff. There are already groups that are already created that are discussing this very subject. So you could then become a member of that community, pay attention, learn, discover, figure out what they want, and then you know how to fulfill the product. And so anyway, that is some, that is like some of the value today that you're going to be able to figure out on how to fashion like, like what we would call this irresistible offer. Um, meaning make sure that you're covering the groups. Um, you don't have to cover all the groups. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, is figure out what your competitors are offering in these different groups, such as digital video, um, such as other things like a Facebook group or travel or physical products, figure out what they're offering. 
then you now know what they're buying, which gives you your red ocean, okay? Let's get this off sharing so you can see better. This then shows me the red ocean, what they will buy and they're buying today. Then I can introduce some blue ocean stuff. I can differentiate myself. I can then add more value by finding ways to deliver things that are of high value, high perceived value, that are very low cost to deliver in the forms of audio, digital, um, um, things that they can download, whatever, so that I could differentiate myself from the tribe. And that, my friends, is one of the big hacks of creating an irresistible offer. But if you nail this, you're going to get it right. And then that brings us back to where we can come back to this initial question, which is, like, in your adult life, have you ever looked in the mirror uh, and thought, wow, I thought I'd be farther ahead? This is all about... I'd say compressing decades to days to be able to true that problem up and let's get back, let's get ahead and let's make this happen. So you can go to ragsarichestransition.com, okay? I am taking a collection, there's gonna be lots of crazy stuff in there. I am taking this content, these videos, I am organizing it in a fashion that allows you to follow the One Funnel Away Challenge. In fact, I just saw from Russell today that the One Funnel Away Challenge is going to be shut down for, after this, they're going to shut it down for two months because it's so, it, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. Well, guess what? If you're paying attention to what I'm doing, you're going to have a chance to be able to continue to go through that One Funnel Away Challenge, to be able to continue to, uh, to learn so that you can put this together. Um, anyway, ragsrichestransition.com, go there you get access to the membership site and I will see you on the other side later.